Hi, I'm Rachel Sun. You're listening to the 7B Podcast. It's a story that's re-emerged time and again throughout the pandemic. Teachers create lesson plans, learn new technology, and start teaching classes just to have to change with every update on COVID-19 case numbers. As those numbers have begun to lower and stabilize, staff in the Lake Ponderay School District are working to make up for lost time in the 2021 through 2022 school year. Throughout the pandemic, challenges including at-home learning, shortened school days, and increased anxiety and depression among students have hampered growth over the past year, educators say. Although LPOSD students still exceeded the state average in academic growth, Superintendent Tom Albertson says staff are working to prepare for a kind of reset in the fall. One of the biggest challenges educators face for the upcoming school year is that enrollment for fall classes and the achievement levels of students who did not attend in person are still unknown. Many students who spent the past year at home with varying degrees of academic engagement will be coming back to school. Albertson says that can mean a major discrepancy in readiness between students in the same grade. We want to be prepared for um, and to address learning loss and also um, student engagement. Mm -hmm. Um, We may not have as big of an issue as maybe we're anticipating, but we don't want to get caught flat-footed. Mm-hmm. Um, so the bottom line is is that uh, we're still not sure what our student enrollment's going to be. We know that Sandpoint area is growing, <laughs> and we've got a lot of uh, construction going on and a lot of people moving here. Um, we don't know what that's going to equate to. Um, and we may have students who uh, basically took a, a year off of education. We may have students who weren't with us that uh, um, were doing an online uh, schooling, fully remote. And for some families, that might have worked very well. Um, but we received a lot of input that um, it was it was a difficult challenge to learn on your own. So when we say learning loss, it may not just be the students we had in our cohorts this year, but it may be new students that we have coming into our classes that um, we need to be prepared for where they're at. Let alone we know we had some of our students who had their education disrupted because they may have uh, uh, had to quarantine or self-isolate with a family member um, testing positive for COVID. So we've had disruption of our own students here. The schools are also facing learning loss, even among students who were able to attend classes in person. One area where multiple schools reported higher rates of learning loss was in math. There are different hypotheses that have been suggested as to why that is. Among them, parents struggle to teach the curriculum and specific structures those lessons follow that make them more difficult to replicate at home. Andrew Murray, Director of Teaching and Learning at LPOSD, said regardless of the reason, the district is implementing several tools, including a math leadership team to focus on instructional strategies and professional learning communities to bridge the gap. So we'll be scaling up that effort to really focus on what are those most essential standards that all kids need as far as tracking learning loss, and then creating some common grade level or team assessment so we can really track progress in real time 
and monitor and adjust. And that's really the main goal of those PLCs. Mm -hmm. So we're excited to have that opportunity in the fall as well. One tool that will help the district is a third round of pandemic-related federal funding, which earmarks at least 20% of those funds to address learning loss. Exactly how much the district will receive is not yet determined, Albertson says, but they're expecting upwards of a million dollars toward that goal. One of the ways those funds will be used will be to retain more certified staff and paraprofessionals than the district had pre-pandemic and keep class sizes small. Albertson says the district also plans to add more maintenance and counseling staff, including a recently added position at the middle school level. He says that in addition to the challenges of at-home learning, more students have been dealing with emotional disengagement and an increase in mental health problems. But we did see um, some, some higher percent of students than in the past say that they were emotionally disengaged in school. Every year, the Idaho State Department of Education conducts a student engagement survey measuring behavioral, cognitive, and emotional student engagement. In the LPOSD school district, students remained on par with previous years for cognitive and behavioral engagement, he says. However, students reported lower levels of emotional engagement, particularly at the secondary level. To define that, uh, that's hard. Um, uh, you know, and this is just a report that we get. Um, and, and, you know, upwards of the older the students got, the more, the higher percent would say they were emotionally disengaged. So at the elementary level, grades three through five, uh, it, it was at 11 percent, and um, it, it climbed from there upwards towards 20 percent. Tavi Brandenburg, a counselor at Sandpoint High School, says that in many cases, remote learning contributed to that disengagement. This affected both students on hybrid schedules and those who did homeschooling or online school through the Idaho Digital Learning Academy. For many teenagers, Brandenburg says, finding intrinsic motivation to participate, especially when so much of the school day was remote over the past year, was a struggle. I think it's like an out of sight, out of mind type of scenario. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when students had to go remote last spring students and teachers were really struggling with like how do we how do we stay connected but they had a full school year to develop relationships and an understanding of one another um, this particular school year has been really challenging because students have had a lot of flexibility rightfully so around personal choice and whether or not they're attending in person um, for their personal safety and, 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 and sometimes I think mental health reasonings mm -hmm. <laughs> that they're staying, um, staying out. Um, and I think for students, you know, they're teenagers and to have that like intrinsic motivation to log into your school, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, sit there and, essentially like consume whatever it is the teacher prepared but not participate in a, a 
in-person dialogue is, is a pretty challenging thing. I think that could be challenging for adults yeah. to be motivated when they're working at home. And I think that for an adolescent who doesn't have the skills and is not getting paid, right. um, it's pretty challenging to, to engage. Although students are back in school and will attend classes full-time in the fall, many have not returned to their pre-pandemic state emotionally, Brandenburg says. As the schools prepare for their reset, a part of that plan includes a renewed effort to support student mental health. The increase in anxiety and depression among students is reflective of schools across the country and the Sandpoint community at large. In Bonner County, therapists have reported waiting lists at every local clinic. Across, I would say, across the country, um, there has been an uptick in anxiety and depression with teens over the last several years. Um, and our school is not insulated from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, nationwide, again, the stress of COVID and kind of the unknown has weighed on all of us, mm-hmm. um, including students. Um, you know, I, I have been impressed with kind of how well they have been coping and, you know, families have, have come together to support their students. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we as a school have definitely been looking at how are we going to support students kind of returning to a full in-person learning environment for next school year um, and keeping their mental health at the forefront of, of, of our planning. LPOSD contracts with Kinixu Health Services to have a therapist come into schools and see students who may not be able to go directly to appointments at clinics. However, those services are limited. For the day-to-day mental health care, SHS and the district as a whole focus heavily on sources of strength and similar programs that frame mental health care and suicide prevention through peer and mentor connections. This year, SHS staff will be learning about trauma-informed teaching practices. Counselors Shannon Kerrigan and Sarah Gosling will be following up that training with a book study for teachers funded by a Panhandle Alliance for Education grant. Kari Grenier, the incoming principal at Sandpoint Middle School, says those effects extend to younger students as well. Because I think we definitely have seen a higher um, need for um, identifying different areas of emotional need as Mm -hmm. we're all trying to work through that right now. And it comes out at different times in the year, too. um, And um, finding ways to help students feel safe once they're here and really teach that safe place of being inside the school, their community that's surrounding their support, you know, and, and providing them a place that they, that they know that they can come and feel healthy here. Brandenburg says teaching staff are looking for ways to incorporate conversations about mental health into the relevant curriculum in a way that feels authentic. We're hoping to kind of be able to find opportunities to infuse those concepts in authentic ways so that it doesn't feel like kind of a, a canned curriculum, which yeah. we 
have learned in working with teenagers is not <laughs> really that effective and, you know, hard yeah. to get teacher buy-in um, if they're not, like, super comfortable with or familiar with kind of how to teach those concepts. Um, and so a lot of times um, opportunities can arise more naturally. Um, and, you know, like if a student is reading um, a piece of literature to have the English teachers kind of comment on um, on empathy, if that is something that is being portrayed by by the main characters and, and just kind of if, if those concepts are taught. Jessica Lippi, a counselor at Sandpoint Middle School, says another element schools are using to try and engage students is reintroducing and adding electives that students can get excited about. Programs like woodworking and steamworking, jazz band, competitive math club, book club, and other unique classes and activities serve to give students more ideas for their post-secondary plans and get them excited for school, she says. And one thing we did um, a few years ago when we changed our um, vision to to make learning irresistible, the point was to provide multiple opportunities for students to experience things that they might find a passion in or an interest in or provide them just with the opportunity to do something physical that they might find, um, you know, a sense of accomplishment in mm -hmm. also. Um, and so utilizing some of those electives, we offer so many electives with that purposeful intention of let's find something that you are passionate about or something that you're interested in so that you might, you know, yeah. find some success and happiness in that. Although the next year presents challenges on an academic and social-emotional level, many students are excited to return to school full-time, she says. They're bringing back some of those things like our private assemblies that our students just love. This has been the 7B Podcast. Thanks for listening.